Hey, good morning, man. It is packed. Um, Poppy, would you help? If we got some people who need some seats, will you help us out, please? Hey, it's good to see you. I'm so excited. Wasn't worship good today? Isn't it good? It's good to get, it's good to get together, right? It's good to get together. Hey, I want to go ahead and uh, release our kiddos to head to King Fu. Let's pray for our kiddos on their way out. Father, we thank you for our kids. We thank you for our leaders. We ask that you would move in this, their service today. God, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is just as real there as he is here. And we ask that you would just help them with behavior and help our leaders and help them to learn and grow and advance. Amen. Are y'all ready? Hey, it's Super Dream. Watch this video real quick. Thank you for riding with MTA New York City Press. Hey, who's excited for Super Dream Part 3? I am. I'm in the dark. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Hey, Super Dream Part 3 is today. And I drank my Chuck Norris water. And I had uh, two energy drinks before service. So I'm super up. It's going to be good stuff. Hey, are y'all awake? Y'all ready? Good, 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 good. Okay, Super Dream. This is our Super Dream prayer cards. And what Super Dream is is it's a desire, it's a series about really implanting this, that we would all have a desire in our heart to receive all that God has for us in Christ. And I know we've got some people here today who hasn't gotten there. So I said in the first week that this is our prayer card because a super dream requires a, a super prayer card. You need, you need a little bit more room to write. You need a little bit room, more room to work. So if you don't have, and I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything, but I want you to have one of these. I don't care what you do with it, really. I would hope that you would use it and that you would write down your super dreams, and if you don't know what that is, that's okay. You will by the end of service. And as you would begin to pray over those things in your home and in your life. I have mine, and mine started with just a few things, and I'm filling it in as we go. And, uh, you know, my, my, some of my super dreams I told you, like, last year was, was at the end, by the end of this year, my family's going to have no credit card debt. Uh, one of my super dreams for our church is that we pay off the note on the building. Uh, some of the super dreams I have is that we send all of our kids and students and leaders to camp this year fully funded. I have a lot of different things. I have things like that, and then I have things like uh, clean my house 30 minutes a day. <laughs> you know? Like, that needs some supernatural work, you know? Uh, 11 p.m. bedtime, and I will say, two times this week I was in bed before 11 p.m. Hallelujah. Okay, we're making progress for somebody whose bedtime is in the a.m.s. Okay, so I've been shutting off my TV. I've been shutting things down. I've been going to bed because my health's important, and, I, and God began to speak that to me. So that's my super dream. Does anybody need one of these? Anybody doesn't have one? Okay, uh, Poppy, are you in here? No. Hey, Kenny, will you hand these out to those people? He's probably doing something somewhere, something. So if you hold your hand up, don't be shy. Don't be shy. And as he's handing those out, I want to ask you to stand one more time with me. It's going to make it harder, but just hold your hand up, okay, if you need one. And, I'm, and um, we're going to pray our prayer together. 
prayer, prayer, prayer. It was a prayer of 2019. Now it's the prayer of 2020. And it's just simple and sweet. Just repeat after me. Awesome God. Give me eyes to see. Give me ears to hear. Give me a heart to receive. Give me a mouth to confess. All of the good things that you have already provided for me. Amen. You can have a seat. That's good stuff. All right, we are in our third week of Super Dream, but that's okay. If you're coming in late, that's absolutely fine. What Super Dream is, is it, it's a week or it's a series focused on, on a few things. Growing, say growing. growing. Sowing, say sowing. And going, say going. Okay, and it's pretty, it's pretty stinking simple, really, really, really it is. So we're going to review a couple of things, just a few verses real quick. So first, God wants you to grow in faith. Colossians 2, 7. Let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. See that you go on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. Let your lives overflow with joy and thanksgiving for all that he has done. So God wants us to grow in our faith. Here's another thing. God wants you to sow in faith. And I want us to learn, and I said this from the very beginning, I said, I want us to be a generous people. I want us to be the most generous church in town. I want when, when there's nothing, when, when the city needs something one day, when they need a new road, they call Venture. They don't, they don't call taxpayers. They call Venture. And they say, Venture, can you replace this road? And we say, yeah, we can. Okay? When they need to fill some potholes, hallelujah, they call Venture. And we pay to fill the potholes. You know, stuff like that. I want to be generous because I think the more generous we are, the more we look like Christ. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And this is one of the laws of uh, sowing and reaping is, is that you always reap in the kingdom. You always reap more than you sow. And we're going to focus on laws of sowing and reaping today. That's, that's really our focus. Because it's time for us, as we look at our super dreams, it's time for us to start sowing for our super dreams. And your mind might be going a lot of different places when I say that, but just, just, just hang with me, okay? It's time for us to start sowing seed for our super dreams. So we're going to grow in faith, we're going to sow in faith, and then lastly, God wants us to go in our faith. Hebrews 11:8 says, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed, and God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. And he went without knowing where he was going, because living by faith often takes us places we never, ever, ever thought we would go. So why grow, sow, and go? Why those three things? Because that's why I know everything. You ever have that answer in your home? Like my kids say, why? I say, because. That's why. Everything that God does in and through your life, he does by grace through faith. Okay? And if we're a church that wants to grow and advance, then we have to understand those principles of growing, sowing, and going. Okay? So here's an illustration to, to help you out. If you can, um, imagine that there are this, there, there are just pipes. These flexible pipes, like, like water hoses, coming down from heaven, and, and they're just hanging all in your life. Okay, there's, there's, there's one for, uh, let's see, there's grace for, for your finances. There's, there's, there's grace for your marriage. There's grace for your relationships. There's grace for your, for your business. There's, there's grace pipes flowing from heaven constantly. And, and, and these are for you. Once you're a believer, these are, these are all for you. And you have access by grace to all of heaven. And that, that's what it says in Romans 5, 2. So if you're a believer, we all share the same inheritance. We, we are all on equal footing. And when Jesus died on the cross, his love, his grace, and his mercy and his blessings flowed out to every person. 
And since God is eternal, these streams are eternal. And they've been flowing ever since Jesus died, and they've been flowing all the time, and they're, and they're flowing right now. But here's what happened, and, and, here's, and here's the sad part, is that when we begin to worry uh, uh, or we begin to stress or we begin to try to do it ourselves rather than trust, it's as if we took one of those pipes, one of those water hoses, and we kinked it. And we said, I can trust you, God, with, I'm going to trust you, God, with my, with my marriage. I, I want that grace for my marriage, but, but my kids, I'm going to do it all by myself. And suddenly your marriage grace is flowing, and it's great, and you're like, what is going on with my kids? Why, why, why are my kids so messed up? Or, or maybe, maybe you let the grace flow for your kids and your marriage and your family, and you're trusting God with that, and it's just flowing, and you're doing great but your finances are a wreck and you just can't figure out why. You look and you say, I know I've got enough money here. Why, why am I always having a hard time? What's going on? And you've got, you've got this, you've got your flow, you've got to keep getting it. You've got it shut off and it can't get to you. So it's flowing all the time. And the more we worry, the more we're choosing not to trust God. And the tighter we grip it and the more it becomes choked and we sit there and we're saying, I'm so thirsty. What's going on? And God's sitting there like, I have already provided everything you need. When we pray that prayer, we're not just saying words. We chose those words very carefully. God, all of the good things you have already provided to me. It's up to me to receive those things. It's up to me to get it. We don't, I don't, if, as a believer, I don't got to beg. I don't have to beg. Poppy, come stand here real quick. And I've shown this before, but I've got to show it again because it's just, it's, just, it's just cool. Okay, so follow me. Okay, um, here, hold that. Okay, so ask me for my Bible. No, 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 yeah, yeah. No, don't, don't repeat after me. Say, <laughs> say something like, can I have your Bible? Can I have your Bible? No, no, like ask it like, like Christians pray, like beg. beg. No, beg, beg for it. Be like, please, please. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you're, you're, I picked the best actor in here, apparently. No, okay. Why does this look silly? Why does it look silly? Because he already has it. So if I've already given him what he wants, and it's already there, and it's already available to him, wh what is the response? Oh, I'm challenging you today. If you say, can I have this, and I give it to you, what, what do we tell our kids to say? Thank you. So what is the response? Thank you. That's what our praise is. That's what we're talking about. It's already there. So we just say, thank you. We just say, thank you. We don't got to pray begging prayers. We just have to have a renewed mind. The Bible talks about that. Renew mind. Renew your mind. Why? So that you can determine the perfect. Thank you, Bobby. Give him. Oh, I need my Bible back now. So that you can determine what? The perfect will of God. That's what it says. That's what we've been talking about. I just say, Thank you. That's my response. So when we sing a song that says, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. What? That made no sense. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Why? Because it doesn't matter. Because I have everything. I'm just saying thank you. I just say thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Bible tells a story about, about someone who, a man who built his house and it, on, on the sand and in the, in the wind, the waves came and washed away. And then there's a story about same story about a man who built his house on the rock, and the wind and the waves came and it couldn't it couldn't overcome it. 
I always used to say that, and I have to say this on Sunday. Let, let me be totally transparent here. Some of the things I say on Sunday, I struggle with on Monday. Okay. We on the same team here, okay? So some of the things I say on Sunday, I do, I struggle with. That's why we have to gather together. We have to constantly be reminded of how good he is. But listen, I don't mind the rain. I don't mind the wind. I don't mind all that stuff. Why? Because I'm on the rock and I'm inside. Whatever. I don't care. I'm not sleeping outside. I'm, I'm, I'm indoors. Okay? I have no idea where I'm at. That was all free, guys. We're going to get back to our notes, okay? So I don't, I don't mind all that because I'm just thankful. A lot of faith is a lot of flow. A, a, a little faith is a little flow. And God wants us to develop and grow and advance our faith. And let's, let's look at a couple verses real quick. Genesis 8.22 says, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest will never cease. And there are laws of seed time and there are laws of harvest. Galatians 6.7 says you cannot fool God. So don't make a fool of yourself. You will harvest what you plant. It says not you might. It says you will. You will. And specifically today, I want to teach you about God's laws of planting and harvesting. Or sowing and reaping. That, that might be something that you've heard before. You're more common with. Last Sunday, right after church, and it was, man, it was a long weekend. It was a tough weekend. Right after church, my family hopped in the car, and we drove to Big Seagraves, Texas. Anybody know where Seagraves is? <laughs> oh, got a couple. Like, it's, it's not very big, but... And uh, we, we buried my, uh, my great-grandfather, and uh, man, I, I have, I'll just, that was the hardest memorial service I've ever, ever, ever had to do in my entire life. I did not know, whenever I signed on to be a pastor, that suddenly I would be the, the go-to guy in my family for everything from weddings to funerals and counseling and in between. God had to do some stuff in me that day. But my great-grandfather, he was a farmer. He, he was a cotton farmer. And, um, I mean, that's basically all there is. There's, like, peanuts and cotton in that part of the world. That's it. And you can see it all, no matter where you're at. And he was a farmer, and, and, and farmers understand the, the concept of sowing and reaping and, and broadcasting seed. And, and what you do, it's simple. You, you cast it, you, you sow it, and you have this expectation that each seed is going to reproduce. The farmer can't do anything to make it reproduce. I mean, he could, he could fertilize it, he could, he could work it, he could, he could, he could provide water, but, but only God can control what's happening in that seed. And so, just use that as an example, because if we ignore, same, same principles apply to our life, if we ignore the laws of sowing and reaping in our lives, it's going to hurt us. But if we wisely consider, say wisely consider, Okay, the laws of sowing and reaping, we're going to be blessed by it. And you can use the laws that I'm about to teach you in every single area of your life. You can use laws of sowing and reaping in your relationship, in your health, in your finances, which is, I think is a lot of where, where our brains go a lot when we think about sowing and reaping. Guys, but that's not it. Is your life just money? No, it's not. You can use the laws in your friendships, in your family, in your career, in your super dream. And the points that I want to make today is, is kind of wrapped up in this. Whatever I need more of in my life, I've got to plant a seed first. Told you there's some things, and it, there's some things that are happening in our church and, and, and in my life, and I've had to make a list, and I drew a line right down the middle, and this is, this is what I can do, and this is what I can't do. This is what I do do, and this is what I allow God to take care of. And I don't reach over that line, okay? 
Whatever I need more of in my life, I must plant a seed in faith. So I can plant that seed, and I'm going to let God take care of growing it. And here's what somebody told me a long time ago. One of my, one of my mentors, uh, Pastor Sam Segundo, out of Big Spring, Texas, said, Curtis, seed returns seed of its own kind. And I've been processing that a little bit, and I thought, well, how, how bizarre would it be if I planted an apple seed and I got a potato plant? That'd be weird, right? That's odd. Or I, uh, I'm not a, I don't know, I don't plant things. I don't know, but that, that's as far as we're going to go with that. Um, I don't legit plant things, like stuff dies at my house, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, so if I plant an apple, I expect an apple tree. I expect to get an apple. Why? Because seed returns seed of its own kind. But we don't, we don't think that like that in the church, unfortunately. We, 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 we think a little differently, and it makes, it makes no sense. So if I plant seeds of discord, what's going to grow? Discord. If I plant financial seeds, what, what should I expect to return to be? Finances. If I, if, I, if I plant love, then I should see love you know, grow from that. So if you feel like you need more appreciation, you need to start what? Appreciating people. Plant seeds of appreciation. So if you're walking around, I don't know, nobody ever appreciates me. Nobody ever does. All alone. Never get a thank you. Start planting thank yous. If you feel like you need more talent, you, you start using the talent that you have. You plant seeds of talent and you let God grow it. If you need more time, if you need more money, if you need more energy, whatever it is. And this is an easy concept, right? It's not foreign that, that you know, you, 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 we tell our kids, Reese is playing basketball right now, okay? What, what, what does she do? She practices, and we expect her to get better, right? Because she practices, she pours time, and she's going she's gonna to improve. She's going to reap what she sows, and we get that out in the world. But in the church, we start talking about reaping what you sow, and everybody goes, I don't know about that. Sounds like some prosperity stuff. I prefer the poverty gospel. I don't want to grow in advance. I want to stay right where I'm at, miserable. Quiet. <laughs> you must not agree. Whatever you need, <laughs> you need to plant in faith what you need. You have to plant in faith what you need. Because I told you last week, we, we live in the real, but we have the ideal. We, we live here, and this is the marriage I have, and that's the marriage I want. And there are some things that I can't control, but I'm going to be faithful in the real, and I'm going to allow God to provide the things that I need for the ideal. I, I'm standing here, and, and this is my budget, and I'm stressing over it because this is what's real. But I'm faithful for the ideal. I'm standing here, and this is the church that I have, and, and this is what I'm looking at, and this is what's real. And I'm looking towards the ideal. It doesn't mean that I'm, that I'm missing here. It's that I'm trusting God for that. And when we stand in the middle of that, that's where faith grows. So today, this watch doesn't even work, guys. I'm looking at it, and literally it's been stuck on 635 for the last six months. Okay, I keep wearing it thinking I'm going to remember to get a battery, and I don't. So um, we could be here till 635. Y'all good with that? Okay. All right. I want to look. Real quick, over the next three weeks, we're going to have four laws, four rules, four guidelines, whatever. Four things this week, four next week, and four the week after. So just some principles that we can talk about and we can think through together. One, everything starts 
as a seed. Everything starts as a seed. Venture started as a seed. Okay? Family. The family you want, the family you desire, the family that's real, it started with a seed. Friendships started with a seed. Everything has a starting point. Genesis 1.11 says, let the earth produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and fruits and trees on the earth, bearing fruit with seed and according to their kinds. And, and so it was. So not only the things in our life, but if you look at nature, if you look around, everything, everything starts with a seed. Two. Nothing happens until a seed is planted. John 12, 24 says, unless a kernel of wheat, that's a seed, is planted the soil in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many kernels, a plentiful harvest of, of new lives. When we think about our super dreams, we think about, okay, what are, what are we believing God for in 2020? What, 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 what is it? I have to ask, what seeds are we sowing? So, if, if one of my super dreams is no credit card debt, but I just got to swap it. That ain't working. What seeds am I sowing? What, what am I doing? And super dreams, they're made up of small steps. That's what, that's what we can't forget. They're made up of small steps. So let's think about it for a second. One of my super dreams is that we start something in our church over this year called Gospel Circles. And, and essentially it's I can't even describe it, so just, just, just hold on with me here. But it's requiring a lot of me. It's requiring me to study Jesus' words, to study the gospel like crazy. It's not like I didn't study before. It's like I thought I studied before. And so I wanted to do this, and, and so I began at the beginning of the year, and I began to pour into his word like I never had before. Why? Because I'm sowing seeds for that super dream. Mark 4, 26 through 27 says, The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. There are some things, there are some things that are going to happen that cannot happen until you plant that seed, and you're not going to understand, but it's going to be okay because you're trusting him. Three, when you have a need, you plant a seed. It rhymes even. Okay, good stuff. Ecclesiastes eleven six. Do you do your planting in the morning and in the evening? Too. In other words, plant all the time. You never know whether it will all grow well or whether one planting will do better than the other. So keep, keep sowing seed. See, not that long ago, adventure, not that long ago, we had a Sunday with a single-digit offering. Guys, that was like years ago. I say not that long ago. It was a couple years ago. And I remember looking at that and then looking at the bills and being like, ah. <laughs> That's exactly the noise that came out of me. Because not only do, listen, here's what happens is not only do I have to look at that, I have to report that. I have to report that to, to my pastor, to my church, and he's going to call and say, what's going on? We, you know, you're going to be able to pay bills, and I'm going to be like, ah. So, so here's what happened. The next week, well, that week, we did a lot of praying. We decided, you know what, we're going to sow a seed. We're going to sow a seed this week. We're, we're going to give more this week. And this, this was bizarre. I will tell you, we was like, we're going to give more this week to local and global missions than we've ever given before. And that week we did, Okay. The following Sunday, and I'm, I'm just saying that this is what happened. This is factual. The following Sunday, we had the largest single giving day that we had ever had in history. And in one Sunday, the entire budget was met. Why? Because we had a need, so we decided we're going to plant that. We have a financial need. We're going to plant a financial seed. Oftentimes, we have a financial seed, and we're, and we're like, a financial need, and we're like, I'm going to plant the time seed. That, that, I, I'm, that's not how it works. Like, I, I wish I could stand here and say that that's how it works, but really, it honestly, seed returns seed of its own kind, okay? It does. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to, to say it. I'm not afraid to say it, but it does. 
So not long ago, we sowed a, we sowed a seed, and we, we leased a building. We wrote, we wrote the last check we had, the last dime we had, with about 25 to 40 people in attendance. Now, here we are, and we bought the building. But we, we sowed a seed in faith, terrified, okay, scared to death. We wrote, we wrote every dime we had to pay the deposit in the first month of rent on this building. We didn't have chairs. We didn't have anything. We didn't have a stage. And we actually had no money to do the remodel. We were looking at, will pe- we were asking questions like, will people sit in the floor? Will people, how, how will it look? We will set up a folding table in the back that I borrowed from my mom, which she still never got back. And we stole Poppy's TV from his house. Yes, we did. Um, and we put it up, and we said, that's how we'll do our worship slides. And he never got it back. Well, not that TV back, but, you know, seat sewed. You can get you a TV, all right? Um, and we sowed seeds. Look around. Fourth, whatever you plant is what you'll reap. I got the worship team. Well, actually, not the whole worship team. Just a couple come up here. Whatever you plant is what you'll reap. Galatians 6, 7 says you will reap exactly what you plant. Job 4, 8. People who plant trouble harvest it. Proverbs 20, 20, 22, 8. Those who plant seeds of in- injustice will harvest disaster. Matthew 7, 2, whatever measure you use to judge others will be used to measure. Oh, my goodness. Whatever measure you use to judge others will be used to measure how you are judged. Proverbs eleven eighteen, The one who sows righteousness will reap a sure reward. Hosea 10, 12, plant good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of love. James 3, 18, peacemakers plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of goodness. Galatians 6, 7 through 8, the person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others and ignoring God's harvest, gets a crop of weeds. So how does this, what's, what's the new covenant thing here? What's, what's the gospel thing here? And I've started asking myself that question every time I'm looking at something. What, what does this look like in light of Jesus on the cross? And I've had to start asking myself this question when I'm looking at my super dream and I'm looking at my list and I'm, and I'm seeing all the things that are far bigger than me. And with my super dreams in mind, I ask this question. I say, Curtis, with your super dreams in mind, what are your th- words, actions, and thoughts leading you toward? With your super dreams in mind, with the things that you want, what are your words, thoughts, and actions le- leading you toward? I- am I doing my part? And so I, I answered this question. I asked and answered last week, but I'm going to do it every single week. I made my list, Curtis. I made my list. I did it in faith. I'm taking this seriously. I'm praying over it. I have things far bigger than me. What, what, what happens if we come to December 31st, 2020, and my super dream is not a super reality? And, and I feel like I've done everything I can. We celebrate your trust. That's what we celebrate. That's not a lack of that's not a lack of faith thing. Your trust is your triumph. Jesse, we have that? You saw that up there? Your trust is your triumph. I want you to see it. Your trust is your triumph. Because we don't know. I don't know that some of the things that I've written down, I don't. I've prayed about them and I wrote them down. But I don't know how my current super dreams are going to align with God's super dreams. And Ephesians 3:20 says this: that he has super dreams. 
that I can't, far greater than I could ask, imagine, or think, infinitely more. So I don't know, since my super dream eight years ago, I'm standing here now, my super dream eight years ago was that I would go play in a church south of Nashville with a bunch of my friends. Guess what? It never happened. God brought me to Graham, and he stuck me here. Okay? But you want to know why? Because he had something better. Uh, I, I had a super dream about, uh, about 10 years ago, 9 years ago, 10 years ago, something like that. Me and Jesse lived in Nacogdoches, Texas. Oh, yeah. Nacogdoches. And then I was a political science student. And I said, you know what, I, I don't, I don't, want, I don't, I don't want to mess with this, but, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a doctor. And, and so we got accepted to Texas Tech, and, and we were headed that direction. And I was going to study microbiology, and it was going to be great, and it was going to be wonderful. And we, st- we made the mistake. Here's the first mistake we made. We stopped in Graham first. <laughs> and God said, I don't think that's what you're going to do. Why? 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 God, that's my super dream. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing good things, God. I really have this plan. And, and I even had this prayer with God. I said, God... If you will not call me to ministry, I will be the best board member. I said this. I will be the best trustee. I will be the best church member in the world. And why? Because he had something better for me, but I didn't know yet. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what the infinitely more was. Infinitely more than we could ask, think, or imagine in your wildest dreams. So that means that my super dream list that I think is so big, God says, that's a light morning, buddy. I can do that before you've had your coffee. But that doesn't mean that I don't super dream. I was told this week that the greatest tragedy is not that someone seem unsuccessful doing what God called them to do, but the greatest tragedy is that someone finds success doing something God hadn't called them to do. There are things that I can do under my own power. And the world can say, oh, look at that. They're successful. Man, look at that. He's up and coming. But the reality is, is it's nothing compared to what God could do with me. I'm always going to super dream. Stand with me. But my biggest super dream is that my heart be filled with the desire to receive all that God has for me in Christ. My, My biggest super dream is that you and yours, you and your family, you and your friends, everyone in your circle of influence would have a heart that would be filled with the desire to receive all that God has for them. And I'll tell you a secret. Whatever you think, God's is better. Whatever you think is better. I have some super dreams that I need met pronto. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Raise your hand if you're with me. It's okay. If you're not, okay. I have some super dreams that I'm believing that I don't, I don't necessarily need pronto. I'm like, God, if you could do that in six months, that'd be great. And then there's sometimes when I'm looking at my list that I start to doubt immediately, and I have to remember who my father is. So what's the new covenant thing? The new covenant thing is this, that I, my God has everything I need. And he will meet all of my needs according to his riches. There, there is nothing, there is nothing that he can't do. I want to pray real quick, and they're going to lead us as we close. And Just focus on him today. Just focus on him. What are we expecting God to do?
Let's pray. Father, God, we thank you. You are awesome. Jesus, we thank you for your word. God, I ask that you would show off in the next few minutes today, that you would increase our faith, that you would remind us that you are our daddy, that you are our father. And though we may have many plans, although we have a lot of things that we're believing for, what you have is so much better. God, I thank you for the seeds that are going to be sowed today and this week by every person here. The seeds of friendship, the seeds of appreciation, the financial seeds, the seeds of hard work, the seeds of love, the seeds of generosity, the seeds of grace. God, we thank you that this is all available to us because of what you've done. And we thank you that you did it because you delight in us. Because you love us. Go ahead and lead us, guys.